welcome to the show. This is Gumdrop Readers, the podcast where I read books to young kids. Today I'll be reading The Bug Girl, A True Story by Sophia Spencer. This book was requested by three-and-a-half-year-old Eliza. Thank you so much for requesting this book. I hope you guys enjoy the story. Okay, here we are on page one. The first time I made friends with a bug, I was two and a half years old. My mom took me to the butterfly conservatory, where it's like a zoo for butterflies. As soon as we got there, a butterfly perched on my shoulder. It flitted onto my hand and my foot, my elbow and my head, even my nose. It stayed with me the whole time we were there. When it was time to go home, a guard stopped us at the door. I'm sorry, miss. The butterfly has to stay here, he told me. Say goodbye to the butterfly, said my mom, but the butterfly didn't move. Carefully, gently, the guard took the butterfly from my shoulder, and after a moment, away it flew. Bye-bye, butterfly, I said. From that day on, I was bug crazy. Other kids liked storybooks. I liked bug books. Other kids watched cat videos. I watched bug videos over and over and over. I notice bugs everywhere I go, at parties, sitting outside on the swing, at the gift shop, petting dogs. But by the time I turned five, I knew a lot about bugs. There were billions of bugs on our planet. Bugs have been on Earth way longer than humans have. They live on every continent, even Antarctica. One way or another, most plants and animals rely on bugs to survive. The scientific name for bugs is arthropods. I call them bugs for short. In kindergarten, nobody minded that I loved bugs. When the other kids in my class started a karaoke club, I started a bug hunter club. Every weekend, my friends and I took our bug buckets and nets and magnifying glass out to the stream near my house. We collected fireflies and watched them glow. We identified beetles by their two sets of hidden wings and counted the spots on ladybugs. We watched dragonflies hover like helicopters, too. We even collected stink bugs, which can really, really stink. I took the bugs home to study them. Mostly, I had to keep them outside on the porch so they wouldn't escape and crawl around the house. It's just Mom and me at home, so we share chores. Mom has a lot of rules. Make your bed, pick up your clothes, keep your room neat, no ants in the house, unless they're in the ant farm. And I have just one rule. All bugs must live. If there's a mosquito buzzing, I snatch it up in a napkin and let it go outside. We don't have a fly swatter. We have a fly net. One night, my mom saw a water bug, a giant giant flying cockroach, in the middle of the living room. She knew the bug rule was important to me, so she didn't kill it. She put a net over it and waited for me to find it in the morning. But when I lifted up the net, it was gone. When I got to first grade, everything changed. Nobody wanted to hear about bugs. Nobody thought bugs were cool. And at first, I guess I didn't mind. But then I brought a grasshopper to school. I thought the kids would be amazed by the grasshopper, that they'd want to know all about it. But they didn't. A bunch of kids crowded around and made fun of me. Sophia's being weird again, one of them said. Ew, gross, said another. Get rid of it. Then they knocked that beautiful grasshopper off my shoulder and stomped on it until it was dead. That night, I went home and cried. 
and cried and cried. Those kids are wrong, said my mom. It's okay to love Bug Sophia. <laughs> I know, I said. It just, it doesn't feel like it. I had to go back to school, but I didn't bring a bug with me ever again. That didn't stop kids from making fun of me. About halfway through first grade, I took a break from bugs. My mom didn't like seeing me so unhappy, not one bit. She knew I needed to find other people who loved bugs as much as I did. She wrote an email to a group of entomologists, bug scientists, asking for one of them to be my bug pal. She wanted me to hear from an expert that it was not weird or strange to love bugs and insects. Maybe somebody will write back, said my mom. Maybe, I said, or at least call. We thought those scientists would be too busy to respond. But three days later, my mom got an email. She opened it. It's from a bug scientist named Morgan Jackson, she said. He wants to put my letter online so that the other entomologists can read about it. Okay, does that sound good? Okay, I said. Morgan Jackson posted my mom's letter, and he asked other bug scientists all around the world to let me know if they had any advice for a girl who loves bugs. Two days after that, messages and posts and videos poured in. I couldn't believe how many people around the world loved bugs as much as I did, and how many of them were grown-up women. Some were scientists who wrote about the work they do in their labs. Others shared videos of themselves with bugs on their arms and sent pictures of themselves hunting bugs in the wild. I looked at those messages day after day. All these people love bugs, I said to my mom. They do, she said, and they're not weird. Nope, said my mom. They're just curious like you. Newspaper reporters read my story online. They started calling my mom to find out more. The reporters asked to interview me, and I talked to them on the phone. My mom and I even appeared on television, which was a bit scary. It's hard to be on television when you're just an ordinary person. But I did it. I wanted to get the word out that it's okay to love bugs. Then, Morgan Jackson decided to write a scientific article about how entomologists can get young people excited about science. Morgan asked if I would like to help him write his article. Of course I said yes. School got a lot easier after that because I didn't feel so alone. And nowadays, I like even more things like gymnastics, time travel books, swimming, and technology. But not too long ago, when somebody asked me to describe myself in three words, I said, the bug girl. That's because I'm happiest when it's just me. A few green leaves, some drops of water, and a bug to keep me company. The end. Well, that was The Bug Girl, A True Story, by Sophia Spencer. I hope you guys enjoyed that story. Again, thank you so much to three-and-a-half-year-old Eliza for requesting this book. It was a fun story. If you would like to choose the next book to be read on the Gumdrop Readers podcast, then you can send me an email, including your name, your age, and your book request. Ask an adult to help you send your email to gumdropreaders at gmail.com. Again, the podcast email is gumdropreaders at gmail.com. You can also check me out on Facebook at Gumdrop Readers Podcast and on Instagram at gumdrop underscore readers. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode, and I'll see you next time.